What episode are we on here? 24. Good to be back. Episode number 24. Bitcoin Q&A live on zap.stream. Rumble. Well, we're not on Fountain, but we're finally on Fountain. So if you listen to Fountain Podcast, uh, give a follow there. And uh, give us some sets. Seems like a great win-win. How's it? How are you doing today, Q? I'm exhausted. Tired. Where are you, where are you tired from? From being sick? No, I flew a red eye flight. Got in at six in the morning, trying to jolt myself onto a new time zone and a new location that I will not disclose to anyone. <laughs> you're going Nim? Is that what I'm hearing? This is you're giving us yeah, the fake IDs. Don't front of the locale. All right, no problem. Sure, I I can't show you my background today. It's the background is a soup kitchen off the I ninety five. It's very classified. Shelter under a bridge because you guys didn't zap hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too embarrassed to show you the the freeway system that's behind me. You you'd be like one of those entrepreneurial homeless though, or uh, excuse. Oh no, I got I got audio troubles. You'd be the entrepreneurial one that has like a bar that's like selling cigarettes in exchange for like hand sanitizer to drink. <laughs> hey, man, don't talk hand sanitizer until you tried it. It's uh, okay. I told you about this, right? Wait, let me fix my audio here for a second. So on Sundays, when I lived in Albuquerque, we used to go volunteer about uh like sorry guys we got the amateur hour here for a second no you sound worse yeah yeah that's uh you turn the microphone on all right there we go yeah we used to tear and go i don't know there's like coming amount like army of unhoused people in albuquerque it's the total hood but a few years ago every sunday we'd go volunteer with john jones and all the other mma fighters he was like court mandated to do it, but he kind of turned it into a thing. He's like, this is, this is my thing. I, every Sunday I'm going to go volunteer, hang out with these yeah, guys. Help not me. because the court asked me to, even though technically, yes, I'm doing this on my own. Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, these dude, there's so many crazy things about these people. Like we, it was during COVID. So we would try to give them things to help with COVID like for sanitation, like hand sanitizer. And often we had to stop giving them like liquid hand sanitizer because they would pour it on their hands and they would just eat it. They would just <laughs> drink it. Dude, it was disgusting. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, Matt, we're just like, oh God, man, that is rough. That is hard time. Like I almost bring liquor and be like, please just drink this instead. <laughs> like this, you should not be drinking hand sanitizer. Oh no, please. Yeah, don't tough do that. times, man. How does Bitcoin solve that though? The unhoused problem. You're from California. What do we, what do we, what do we do about this? Oh. It seems to be on the rise. Oh, Dead yeah. serious. Like I don't have any. I don't have any suggestions really. I mean, um... okay. So I've got a two state solution here. Or oh, I guess it's more appropriately named a two part solution. But um, favorite. Uh, I'm just Canadian Malcolm Gladwell 
did some research where he, he stayed spent some time working with one homeless um for it uh I, my tea kettle's going off so big shane it's all you wow yeah that's typical first world problems q we're trying to we're trying to solve the unhouse here and you've got too much going on dude all right fine you i'll just give my tea kettle go off <laughs> Try that off all right um i have yet to see I've seen like impish people using Bitcoin, but you do kind of need internet access and a phone. Um, you know to what extent it benefited their lives or they're able to hold it. Like harder for people to wrap their head around savings when they're living hand to mouth. So that narrative's kind of out. I don't think it's it's really useful. And when you go to places, I guess the argument that the, the people are making, or I don't know what they rebranded their name to after that lawsuit, but their argument is we need assets on Bitcoin. We need stable coins because people in, you know, Lebanon or parts of Africa or South and Central America, they don't, they don't want access. They can't tolerate Bitcoin's volatility. So they need access to stable coins through Bitcoin. I used to kind of find that, but then I noticed that all these companies are not really producing anything and that they're the, these products and services. I mean, two years after all the money they raised don't really seem to exist. So yeah. I'm kind, I'm kind of Bitcoin projects has ever like to accomplish <clears throat> anything that it set out to a promise, and it honestly like it's just a different form of a crypto scam with excess liquidity created through a cryptocurrency cre held, created, and manipulated by a central entity. Right. That's gonna so, be you're gonna get me this morning. Wait, you got to come back on video here. No, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, but what about, what are your thoughts on like a TED and these uh, uh, kind of stable coin scams that even Binance got into, you know, and then changing uh, users' deposits to new types of stable coins um, up as they well, presumably just... liquidate or go leverage long on, on their reserves now that they've transferred breaching user agreements but by the way to hold assets one-to-one I, mean, -one. I mean that is what you're that goes back to this whole idea of like there, there's still a central entity that is issuing this like it like there there are a few different things going on in each of those examples so it's not fair to like clumble up into one sort yeah. of explanation like w within the tether example you have a centralized entity that's manipulating the token itself within the Binance example, you have a centralized exchange that's essentially manipulating customer deposits and their holdings. So like it, 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 those are two very separate, I think instances of both very bad behavior that again, just highlights the importance of not having this centralized control over money because the opportunity to do something to benefit yourself when you have that incentive control. It's not even an opportunity. It's like the pressure to commit crime. <laughs> well, wouldn't you like, oh my God, all of your ancestors are like sitting on your shoulders. Like I've waited thousands of years for this moment and you're not going to take advantage of this. This is when our family lineage like enters a new realm. Like that's just that's what they say. Generational wealth. One sat is all you need. That's no, it's 37 <laughs> sats. 37? 37 sats. 
I'm interested to see that. <clears throat> I mean, imagine like dollar parity would be insane. Dude, do you understand what would be happening in the world if one sat equaled one dollar? No, I wouldn't because I'd be living in a fucking space shuttle. I'd be, <laughs> be, I would literally be living on Mars. <laughs> I wouldn't care at all. Oh, man. Dude, I would own countries. <laughs> like, own country. we, yeah, we would be literally sovereign kings if one sat equal to one dollar. Oh my god. Um, I don't know. A lot of price excitement hype. We're getting a little. We're getting a little pump here this morning too. Bitcoin back in the green, five to ten percent. No, I'm sorry, five to seven percent, and for like two minutes, ten percent jump. <clears throat> Yesterday on fake news, gotta love it um shame we haven't decoupled who knows if it'll ever happen i don't know what it'll take but um coupling i don't know hilariously some churn at coin telegraph you know we covered a little bit yesterday tweeted out fake news about the blackrock iShares bitcoin spot etf sent the price soaring temporarily liquidated i don't know tens, tens of millions a lot saw, of shorts man i saw like over ten thousand bitcoin worth of shorts that's insane. Um, I am 20x leverage long, feeling good, man. That was a good shout out to that intern. I salute you um, for your service and have fun staying incarcerated. I guess he's probably yeah, have fun never getting a job again. Well, I hear Bitcoin Magazine's hiring, so maybe. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, think about that. But Definitely I don't know. I think McShane writes. Did someone get outed for doing that? It wasn't Joe Hall. We know that he's not that dumb. Uh, very, he, he, he uses, but so it seems like put the blame on a whole yeah. social media team, which I actually understand. That's how a lot of social media teams have been around to operate. It's like a group of people doing these things. Right. I, I don't know if one person kind of weaseled the idea in and then was just like, I'm going to go liked, super long right now. I loved the reportedly. That might the be reportedly my... update was hilarious. Yeah. Like they could get away oh. with it. And then just the trolling, like breaking news, reportedly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think they kind of rest their laurels a little bit. They didn't realize what impact like Bitcoin Twitter can have on the price. I mean, that news to anybody. That that whole narrative of 2021, 2022 is did Elon say something good about Bitcoin or not? Or did Michael Saylor? Or who said a quote about Bitcoin? Now let's pump. <laughs> like uh, I don't know, man. Cointelegraph is also run by like Russian mobsters, so easily planted. This could be some oligarch's son that just they give it they give a job there to pump up pump dad's bags for a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It does show. It does show very real interest. I think on the other side, people are saying, "Look, this just gives the SEC further reason not to um, an ETF because they can't demonstrate that they can have a." I guess a safe market. I've never understood this, these kind of arbitrary measures that they use. What they want to say is uh, we need this market really manipulated so people don't make or lose too much money. Um, the opposite of a, a market. I'd be excited to see this, this volatility if I was waiting for it to get approved, but I understand how it does make it a little bit harder. Yeah, I mean, very much sit the camp of, if anything, the fact that it can be manipulated makes the SEC more comfortable with an approval because they can control the price and they 
therefore can control how many people can actually get rich off of something like this. But you want to, okay, I don't, I don't do this rabbit hole, but this mm -hmm. just popped in my head. Uh, we'll talk about like how it is specifically social media and then how easy it is to just be manipulated. Like, as we said, this example, but there was a video. It's incessant. It's incessant. Well, this is crazy to me. There was a video circulating and it was a clip from an Israeli TV show where they were literally walking the audience through like how to essentially like the Twitter algorithm to boost posts that are super against Hamas, pro palace, pro uh, Israel, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like how to like get other the other get them banned, get them community noted. Yeah, like a straight up propaganda machine that they got churning out over there, and it, it is truly remarkable to say the least. But it always it. has been, to be fair, man. I mean, one of the, this is the danger of uh, streaming war. Like anything on face value. I mean, there's people literally there's sick, sadistic people out there circulating videos of beheaded babies that are like 20 years old, like and trying to pass it off as something that happened. To, I'm not saying whether or not it did happen, but the fact that like it just turns anyone, everyone into sort of like detective and someone with a somehow an important opinion on this place they've never been. And it's just. I don't know. It's just an awful way to consume and get insight into what's happening around the world. In some ways, it's super important. Like it's nice. No, um, this UN humanitarian aid shelter has been blown up. We should probably circulate that information. <laughs> so anyone looking for aid does not go there. But on the other hand, like the vast majority of things I'm seeing and reading are like wildly out of context. Okay, you're not wearing headphones. They are like wildly out of context and or false. <laughs> no, what are you watching? Fucking soccer? What are you, what are you oh, doing? It, I was trying to like fix tab and then it went on the YouTube tab and it started playing. Oh, classic, classic. Class, it's okay. Yeah, I was uh, like, what game is going on at six no. in the morning? <laughs> you do like something that I've noticed that like <laughs> over, and I think there's an element of just like justice and humor that I find in all of this. Is this that Ben Shapiro's career is just disintegrating before our eyes? I mean, Ben had zero relevance. Like, and who claims he's never given a woman an orgasm, and then people still think his opinion has. He claimed that. He like very openly like that he has never given his wife an orgasm, and thinks that the female orgasm is not a real thing. So to Wait, be what? <laughs> you've never heard this? No, no, this. I didn't oh pay attention to this God. little guy, man. Dude, this is why, oh. like, literally, someone says, like, ache of Ben Shapiro's. I can't take them seriously because I'm just like, I can't either. Wow, that does man, really discredit like, him. Like, openly said, he can't give a woman an orgasm and believe that's not a man, bro. That's like a, that's like a, he's a little, he's a manlet. <laughs> like, when, when he posted his thing, like the Barbie movie, for example, I honestly, I sent it around to like some group chats of friends and I, I was going, I was like, brought to you by the man who can't give his wife an orgasm, an opinion on a woman's movie. <laughs> a man lit Tina. Isn't is uh isn't it a doctor? Yeah, I think so. She's like a really well, yeah, she's like a really well established career. She's doctor. never yeah. I mean and in this relationship. Yeah. Hang on, let's be real. She's had an orgasm with like a 
with other men because he's 100% a cock. Oh, okay. Yeah, now we're really going off the reservation. All right, all right. But, but not the point I was going for with this story at all. What I'm trying to get to is that the same people who two, three years ago were like getting upset when they would say things like, hey, like COVID come from China. Oh my God, you're being racist. You can't say that. No, but like, it's a valid question. Like a question. Oh no, you're racist. No, you can't do that. That's racist. Do that. The same people who were asking those questions then are the ones today now claiming you're an anti-Semite if you question anything going on in Palestine right now. It's the same fucking Q people. We, so the I we got people Pony Justice said so this is great. We got people in the chat that are saying your camera's a little blurry and you're a little zoomed. If you could just zoom in a little, zoom bit in more. A little more. They're having trouble. They're having trouble seeing you. And they're also wanting to know if you wake and baked today. I just did not sleep last night. Is, is this better? Yeah. Am I more zoomed in now? That's a little that's a little too close. Yeah. Too close this is that. uh yeah. Okay, there we go. That'll work. This is a good angle. <clears throat> okay. So all right. Yeah, should should we pivot? Matters. Should we pivot? We can talk about Larry Fink. Things. Larry Fink happened to be uh sold, you know, to news talk show the same day that uh graph boosted the price of Bitcoin <laughs> for like two minutes. Uh, I think it was a coincidence. I don't think they just pulled him on for that. I think he's got like three or four set appearances on every, you know, news a year and he, he just happened to hit one. Um, say anything profound about Bitcoin. Not going to lie. Not sure he understands anything about it. You got You got to zoom out. It's too much. I, uh, so much Persian knows in one inch out. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think I think for Larry, it's it's easy also to kind of tune out of this because he's just he's just collecting a fee on the on it when this thing gets approved. Like they're not in this for for a reason other than <clears throat> it's easiest to be the earliest and the biggest and the best. That's kind of the hey, you you think BlackRock cares about Bitcoin, or or you thought that? No, 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 no. I thought that I'm just like underlining, like no, very much here to just be just. Dis- like early disruptor in the space and take as much, you know, about ETF market shares they can because it's a that's their whole game. That's what they can just spin up whole departments of researchers to go after up and coming assets and completely dominate the market. Um, different here. Uh, I see how it. <clears throat> other than kind of print all their financial advisors recommending a Bitcoin and spot ETF portfolio allocation, because you bet they're going to go out and uh, utilize the protocol in some ways for better or worse. doesn't really affect us day to day if you if you use that product. Um, I mean, as like the price appreciation is super fun, it can feel like a relief to people, but I maintain that if it's super <laughs> a relief to you, you're probably overextended a little bit, which is kind of my contrarian take that people are kind of mad about. And now. you're probably um, only focused on the price. Yeah, you're probably too focused on price and you're incentivized to support things that aren't actually good for Bitcoin. Like someone who's definitely like irresponsibly long Bitcoin and I get it, but I've just accepted that just like I have money. It's like hand to mouth, um, like either way. Uh, and we were talking about before the show how if Bitcoin went to zero, we'd be homeless within like his. Maybe oh, you wouldn't. I would. 
What do you think? Yeah, I'd be over. I'd be less fucked than you though, but we'd be fucked. Yeah, I don't have any saleable skills. It'd be a big problem. Big problem. Big problem if you uh nope overnight. Uh it's not gonna happen. We're very bullish on we're very bullish on the tech. Very very bullish on the uh utility. What are all the all the, the tokenomics here of this one coin? Cut above all the rest. There's not a there's not a single other um really that that interests me or or any of that. Um decided that people are trying things that could allow Bitcoin to eat crypto's lunch without changing the underlying protocol. That's a good thing. That's a net positive. I'm not interested in issuing assets uh, to smart contracts on the protocol. I don't really see a situation that I'd use any of that stuff, but I think it's a good thing ultimately if it <clears throat> widens the gap between these, you know, thousand kind of copycat centralized bullshit tokens and Bitcoin. If it can widen that 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 gap and convert a lot of that user base over to just using Bitcoin and playing and engineering on Bitcoin without changing the underlying protocol. So you gotta use you gotta use what we've got and you can't keep I mean more more gonna get proposed, but I hope that the overwhelming case for not ossification but non programmable like Nakamoto, you know, can rules continues. Like I don't want, I don't want this whole thing to fall apart. It seems to me it could be easy to break. And I think that's actually like, actually to me, the number one attack vector on Bitcoin is the government or, you know, large agency of the vested interest running a campaign to derail like social consensus and to change, to campaign for change in the protocol. Like we see how easily this goes back to basically psyops and whatever you want to call misinformation or completely just fake things are circulated online and grow massively popular overnight. I don't think it'd be hard to do if the government was like, nope, drive chains, max, you know, I push for these to the max. We're going to collude with all the miners, um, gidges made, and then we're going to, you know, into the bug into the protocol or something. That's that scary thing for me. I think we're a little beyond that. I think the time has passed for that sort of attack. And it's also unclear what the incentives are because most people at this point are going to benefit from using Bitcoin as is and holding it than trying to change it and take on a short or something or capture value that way. Um, your thoughts on this, Q? What do you think the biggest existential risk to the protocol is? can't think of any that's good no no I'm, I'm trying to decide between like i can't form of a block size war like the second coming of a block size war or like a new version of it and bob burnett had a very interesting take on this at bit block boom where he talked about it didn't it doesn't necessarily have to be bigger blocks like the next version of this could look like faster blocks and the push to like try to get the block reward time or the time between blocks to decrease so that we could get more block rewards per day. And then theoretically you can push through more transactions as a result because block space will be limited. So that, betray that betrays a misunderstanding of the protocol to me, because then you're just playing this game of like, not, not on your part. 
No, no, no. The point he's trying to make, and I'm, I'm nowhere near as eloquent as him. So, if anything, it, it, the fault is on me for not explaining it well. Um, it very much comes down to like in the same methodology of the big blockers during the block size war. Like that wasn't that one that wasn't a consensus mechanism. That wasn't necessarily true to the nature of the code, but it was something that a group of like group of people tried to push through, and then inevitably created a fork for themselves and his concern is that there will inevitably be a similar like nefarious actor taking this action like knowing full well that this is not part of the code but attempting to try and like push for this type of a change to be made but it would have the same result as doing some something like increasing the block size because that 2140 date would then get pushed up all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> wrong direction. More throughput's not the answer. Uh, cool. Settlement works well for us. It's not going to work for 8 billion people, but it was never intended to. It was never oh intended to. Could you imagine? Um, there's just so many other... What you do is then you're changing the scarcity and the demand for block space. And that, that changed the whole incentive structure for Bitcoin. And now you're arbitrarily programming money. Um, to be fair, the, the now are somewhat arbitrary, but they work and they're what we're accustomed to and they're what we, we've agreed upon. So you I feel that... I think an interesting business is going to be that like is useless today. Okay? Absolutely useless. But like... In a hundred no, in a hundred years, it, it has to do with Bitcoin, but in like most likely in like a hundred years, it becomes it starts to become relevant. Oh, and, lightning! And then, <laughs> and then it really becomes relevant once there are no block rewards. But like the third party that helps facilitate on-chain transactions, because you're going to have to at a certain point, like almost kind of like you buy a flight like you don't buy the flight the day before you buy the flight like at least few days but you know when you buy it a few days you, you pay a little bit of a premium and if you plan ahead and you buy it months in advance like it's a little bit cheaper wait, wait, wait. just to back up are you saying that there will be i mean this exists where you have consultants basically telling people you know bitcoin complicated let me handle it for you <laughs> i'll get yeah. you this this coveted on-chain transaction for for a 30 yeah. percent fee you know but like that's gonna that's gonna be a thing that exists in the hundred that it uh, not even a hundred dude that's the crazy part if we actually no, no, no. just it will, it will be very relevant though like do yeah. it now i'm sorry you're just like dumb and lazy you know what i mean there but if you pay for that service i, I think we, it depends what dude you could literally just use Cash App alone, like, already has that service built in. Oh, uh, that that's kind of funny. I think I might have made successfully a, a change to Cash App. So I, I hit up the the devs and posted on Nostra yesterday, and I was like, "Why can't I view the whole receive address without copying?" That's a vulnerability because I don't know whether my copy, like my phone, is compromised, right? And someone could swap the middle 20 digits that I'm not seeing. So I need like tap to reveal client side just to be able to spot check. And they're like, you're paranoid as fuck. But, and I was like, but it's an industry standard. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so 
be on the lookout for cash app for that change um and it's still me my 500 dollars back square what what square let me finish my thoughts on this consulting thing so like main business is not Bitcoin. I think economically, sometimes it does make sense uh, on how much you value your time to say, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to this. I'm just going to pay these two idiots to do it. Like that's easier um, to learn anything about addresses. And I think that's fine. Like that's, that's fair market value. But I think what's hilarious is that the amount of information just in our heads and the fact that we know who to ask and where to go to get it from these last, you know, six, seven years in Bitcoin, already makes us experts in the field to the point where we could literally consult like companies and, <laughs> and banks about stuff like this. I don't think people understand, like if you're at home running your node, like, like a superpower, like most of the businesses in the world have no idea where to even begin with that stuff. So this, this is, bodes very well for Q's job prospects, uh, in 24, thinking about getting him a job here in the next having somewhere along there. Um, great. <laughs> uh we did bit, someone in the someone in the comments asked did bitvm kill any chance drive chains had at uh golf fork it's, it seems like it i don't think so because bitvm hasn't proven itself in any um way with any product or service this is just an idea so you're competing an idea versus an actual thing that on some level works i mean we haven't tested on bitcoin or coin itself but Drive chains do work on testnet. Um, so, I would argue. I don't know. That's a good an idea versus an idea, or an idea. What'd you say? Idea. I would say it's an idea versus a theory, which you could argue is just an idea versus an idea. Yeah, but drive chains in practice, like they work on, on that. Whether or not you agree with what they do and how they operate, I mean, that's a different story. But I guess what I'm saying is there is nothing for BitVM to do. There's nothing. As far as I know, I haven't heard of anyone, you know, kind of making smart contracts live on that yet. It's just very early stages. So I don't think it's going to win over like the question, like it's one over the mind share of Bitcoin Twitter. Cause we're like, oh fuck. Yeah. Something else to focus on <laughs> besides love Paul to death. But besides Paul just are yelling at us that we need to <laughs> adopt drive chains. Um, but I don't think that kills any chance of it getting a soft fork because the question still stands, what are the methods by which soft forks are activated? Like, we don't have a standard method. Uh, I've had one in the past, but then you get something like Taproot, you get, there's to go about these things. I, I, I still think we should, we should on somewhat of an expert and um, historian to talk about this, because I think this is going to be one of the biggest controversies. This will be our equivalent to a block size war going forward, is how are these things proposed and how are they activated and who gets say? Um, we want to hit our next, uh, the day here. Sure. Our biggest story of the day, Binance, Binance us has suspended USD withdrawals, uh, kind of hilarious and interesting. I hope you've been listening. I hope you've been pulling your Bitcoin off exchange and putting it in cold storage. You can still do that on Binance us. They halted us deposits back in June or July, I believe. Um, and of course, this is a uh, result of the SEC's hostile and sort of ability to give regulatory clarity. So now they've been for basically that makes the banks and their custodians uncomfortable. And I don't know, I guess they lead the dance here and are saying, hey, we can't do business with you for USD. So going forward, if you use Binance US, you're going to have to use a 
you have to withdraw on a stable coin, I would imagine, or, or a currency. Um, touch that service. Um, it's way too sketchy for me. Uh, I don't CZ or whoever the US Binance CEO is at all. So I wouldn't recommend getting Bitcoin anywhere that also sells tokens and especially not somewhere that has its own token. Super freaky proposition, terrible incentives, and just a horrible practice. So if you're using Binance US, I mean, you need a couple other pages um, or peers that can sell you Bitcoin because that is just a horrible option. Have you ever used Binance US? What, are, what, what were you doing on it? Buying BNB? Dude, I'm a BNB millionaire. Have I never told you that? No. That's where I made most of my nut. On BNB? Binance token. What is Binance token versus the dollar? I'm surprised. Right now? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Not a We're millionaire anymore? No, I still am. <laughs> nice. I might retire today. I, I might retire. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the price? Say it out loud. What do we got? $210 coin. Nice. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't don't use know. That. I I don't know if you want to out yourself as a shit corner on this uh, stream, man. We got we got on the zap that stream. They're gonna come for you. We got I'm, twenty viewers I'm, in here. Listen, if I was a Binance millionaire, I would be waking up. I'd be asleep somewhere, and I would not be talking to Alex McShane right now. But if you believe yeah. me, right. I got a bitch to sell you. All right, I'm gonna garnish Q's wages for that. But uh, we've got cat. We've got someone in the chat named Sperry saying every exchange has a sketch factor. That's super important. Every everything has trade-offs. This is like the simplest, most useful principle that I learned um, after getting interested in Bitcoin. To be honest, it's just that everything has. There are no solutions, only trade-offs. I don't know if Sun Tzu said that, but Sun Tzu could have said that. Um, yeah, this is why I always advocate for a multitude of platforms. Like you need redundancies because these exchanges go down. I mean, they go on, Bitcoin has some crazy price movement. They may trading, I've seen that several times, you know, it's gotta have a couple different methods. I think you need to have a good network around you where you can buy peer to peer non KYC, you know, boost that, that KYC stack. You gotta have access to something like BISC, RoboSats, um, HODL and Peach are, are, are pretty good if you're in Europe, not sure if they work in the US or not. Um, so on the kind of Bitcoin only exchange side, you have strike, you have cash app, you have swan, um, for worse, we have at least those three. So redundancy trout, all of them, they all have different price points too, and just their own special set of trade-offs, um, of meetups and communities around you. I was telling this before the show, I went to a carnivore meetup last night, which is super fun. My, my butcher and local ranchers invited me to it. And, um, surprisingly fun, man, $10, all you can eat, like this crazy, uh, shrimp and, you know, really nice Wagyu beef they had there cut up in thin slices. And it was just, it was a blast. There wasn't, wasn't to do with Bitcoin, but I thought it was cool that there are like really based subcultures forming around the U S cause I mean, these people were like, they were in seed oils. They were knocking everything in the grocery store. That's like processed has ingredients, anything but raw milk. I mean, super 
based diet and um, kind of commit to helping the newcomers try that for the next month and try the carnivore diet. Have you ever been on the carnivore or something like the carnivore? I guess these people eat fruit too, which I don't really see as a carnivore, but they're making exceptions because it's hard um, for people to transition. I've been on like stuff. these like whole food diets where you don't eat any processed foods and like you make everything from scratch. And those yeah, are all that's the way. Like I always feel the best when I do that. Yeah, percent. Those are great. I think um, I would cut out for most people a lot of grain. I think that's really. I think grains the quiet killer here, and processed foods, sugary drinks, all that stuff. But it's crazy how once you get on a good, you know, you get a good consecutive couple days, couple weeks, uh, nice diet with just whole foods, or even better, like just meat. You, a lot of your cravings just kind of vanish. And you can pretty much eat as much as you want on it. You're still going to lose weight and shrink uh, stomach a little bit. So I don't know. I'm really I'm on the just kind of eggs, cheese, raw milk, and meat. Nothing else. The vegetables. It's crazy, the industry around vegetables, man. They don't really do a lot for you. They uh, they do. Are you a big vegetable, Maxie? Uh, I can tell the difference in my poops when I eat my veggies and I don't. <laughs> I don't, I haven't been eating vegetables for a couple of years now and I feel absolutely great. Oh, also like, I think the quality, it depends on the quality too. Like if you grow things yourself or are they covered in pesticides and genetically modified? And I mean, I always get organic if I ever buy any sort of produce, like you, I don't mess around with any of the pesticide stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Um, question where you get the the, the source, so now, like farmer's market or but No, I mean, yeah. totally. <clears throat> well, to kind of go back to wrap on the Binance suspending USD withdrawals, I don't know. I think we're going to see this is going to be a year of institutional issues for Binance, I think. Wait, I uh, have a question for you. And abroad. Going back what do you got? Food stuff. So you had shrimp. Uh -huh. So cool eating bugs. Um, I don't think I've ever eaten a bug on well, they shrimp, so bugs. No, they're the same class. So class as bugs? Mm -hmm. they're, they're the same as cockroaches, bro. They're literally what? just like bottom dwellers who eat all of the scraps and off the floor of the ocean. Mm. I don't shrimp are delicious, man. I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. I would. I, mean, I, I, I don't think. think do you think they, you, if they covered? bunch of cockroaches in the same seasoning as that shrimp and they told you that you just have to like crack cockroach and then in the middle like the fleshy soft part tastes exactly like shrimp does like would you not eat it no no i can't do it i hate cockroaches i have you know i'm places with cockroaches is the worst dude the the worst i can't stand them um so well i can't eat like octopus like that's a hard one for me they're just too smart it's just too See, sad. I don't like it. I've tried to eat it a couple times. I just don't enjoy it. It's too oh, tough. Yeah, a little tough, but um, I, think I that's what I gotta get 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 more into seafood. Get some variety in the diet. But I love fish. I love different types of fish. I love, I love fish too, but it's all contaminated. You can't eat that much of this stuff because it's all compromised. Like, where are you gonna get it from? Anything oh, you pull dude, out, like when I, I was a kid. I plug. I got the plug back in LA for fish. Oh, really? Uh, um, fish that like my family makes sushi and sashimi with. That sounds good. 
the uh, I'm excited to try in Japan. We got a lot of fish coming to the uh, Tokyo venue. We're gonna bring a. There's gonna be a guy coming with a big tuna. You know, I don't know how big it is, but he's gonna fillet it there, there kind of live and cut it for people to eat. It's gonna be super fun. It's gonna be but, like Benny Hahn. Like he's gonna tell you, open your mouth, and he's gonna like if chicken up to send the tuna. I don't Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty entertaining. I don't know what kind of tricks he's got up his sleeve, but I'm just interested to see like the process of them um being this fish. Like I grew up fishing and eating the fish we would catch out of rivers. Um the detriment of my health and uh <laughs> I've definitely got uh, autism from some of the pesticides in that, but uh honest thing, there's nothing better than uh growing or catching or hunting your own food. Um excited to see a return to that. I don't know, man. I the more it may just be the sensationalist online content coming out of, uh, you know, areas, the two wars, but I don't feel, uh, in like the cities. Like, I don't think I go back to living in a city. It's just too, it seems very high risk, even if it's low probability, it's just like, I can't off my mind. Look at what happened in, um, I don't know who I was talking about this with yesterday, but Belgium's like already the sketchiest place you have mass shooter coming out did you hear about it? why are you so excited about a mass shooter in belgium <laughs> uh, no i'm so excited because i just got a bunch of almond milk and i can make my super strong coffee That's right disgusting now. bro almonds don't have milk let's start there i mean this is, you're like full wave today you're like hey what if uh what if i had to eat a little couple bucks what's the big deal what if we substitute our our delicious raw milk for uh mud water i mean look I've made almond milk for myself before. I've made oat milk for myself before. No, you haven't. Almonds and oats don't have milk. <laughs> Where's the titty? There's no titty. <laughs> There's no. How are you going to milk an almond? You've seen Meet the Fockers, right? Or Meet the Parents, right? No. No. There's the famous scene where Ben Stiller is like, well, if nipples, I can milk it. And then Robert De Niro's character goes, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> uh, we need to get you on a proper Bitcoiner diet. It might fix some of your stomach issues and exhaustion issues. <laughs> and Zoom. It might even fix the Zoom on your camera might, if we can get you might. eating actual food. It might. I shouldn't admit what we've actually been eating while we've been here. We know we've been eating like shit, but... Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to survive for a little bit of time. Hey, man, that's like the mantra of uh, there. But <laughs> we got someone in the comments saying unpopular opinion. CZ is a freedom fighter. Uh, yeah. Give him props. Very unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah, dude, you have the least popular opinion I might have ever seen on our comments. That's hilarious. Um I think he might think he is a freedom fighter, though, actually. Like, there's <clears throat> these people that don't understand Bitcoin. It's like they conflate it with crypto so hard that they think the virtues of Bitcoin and just apply them to crypto without being if it holds up. You know, thing falls apart when it's like, no, you have ruggable money. Like, all those users can get disenfranchised in a minute. So it's not a hold. There's just no, there's no reason for it. So that, therefore, promoting those things is doing more harm than good um it's so just wired awake right now it's fucking great really yeah man from eating from almond milk no this like i want to shout them out i got this coffee at 
pack Bitcoin called Immortal Nitro Super Coffee. And I don't drink coffee, as you know. I'm wide awake now. Yeah, coffee does that to you. Um, switching to this uh, the mushroom scam that people have, like for if you try uh, mud water, there's a couple different yep. versions of them. Yep. I mean, look, you're a lot closer to the bugs of the web than I am, man. Why is that? What do you mean? No way. Go doing your psyops, bro. Enjoy your psyops. All right, we should get to some questions what, here. Where's coffee, the caffeine, and the mushroom, bro? Show me the titty of <clears throat> the mushroom. Oh, well, I'm just saying I want to try it. I've never had, uh, I don't know, there's not caffeine in it, but it's supposed to be pretty energizing. I know different mushrooms themselves can be kind of energizing in different ways. So, shot. Caffeine's like the ultimate shit coin, though. There's, there's no way. Consuming massive amounts of that is good for you. All right, flipping over. What do we got for questions here? We did a couple already. What good is Bitcoin in war? Mm. Well, uh, you can use your jurisdiction with your net worth on you. That's a pretty cool feature. Um, as long as you can, I mean, you could all line, put it in a hardware wallet or a cold storage device or keep it in your brain, a piece of paper. And you can just walk across the border. That's a pretty amazing thing, you know, safety, um, on the move too. You can use it as a bearer instrument, but ultimately I think like if war zone, there's a lot of other things that become higher priority because <clears throat> like there's no open shops, like taking cash for anything somewhere like Gaza today. So you kind of useless. You're, you're something more like, uh, and food, um, things to be considered. I think once you have, um, uh, Bitcoin stack that you're comfortable with, you know, you feel about your financial situation. It's like, where do you want to live? Because the world is kind of your oil, especially if you believe the price is going to appreciate. Um, a lot of people believe it will. You're going to want to think about where you want to be. I would take Max and Stacy as kind of a hilarious example from this. Like, no one knows where they got their, uh, they don't have a lot of options of places to live. They want to pay massive amounts of taxes on their Bitcoin. So they just kind of checked out El Salvador. Wouldn't be my first, wouldn't be my most ideal citadel, to be honest. But you ever think about that, Q? Well, other options that you would uh, replace? I'm already prepared. We're already up. I will You not. seem like a Puerto Rico guy. Oh, no. You, no, to... no. you will never know, man. I'll never know. <laughs> You'll never know. I will say this. There will come a day where none of you hear from me again. And all you'll need to know is I've made it safely to my home. Iran? No. No. Dubai? Seem like a Dubai guy too. No. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah same. I, I, I had a chance to go. It's too expensive for me. I'm too cheap. <laughs> too expensive and oppressive. You'd be in jail in days. Yeah. I, 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 can't survive. <laughs> I did not sneak weed into Dubai, but I did sneak weed into a different Muslim country. I was very proud of that. Snuck a lot of weed in there, actually. I'm not a big, I'm not a big, uh, juggler, but someone gave me acid in, uh, and. Oh, dude, I was still, I'm still bitter that we didn't find shrooms last year. Well, they're illegal. Truffles. No. Truffles. Whatever. Is... Whatever. <laughs> Fucking narc. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. McShane well, was definitely the kid in middle school who like raised his hand and asked the teacher or like reminded the teacher, hey, you didn't give us homework. Can you please oh, give us homework? No. <laughs> That's such a, so wrong of an assessment. That's crazy how far off that is. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to stand by that. I'm, I'm going to fully believe that 12 year old McShane was like, Mrs. Robinson, you forgot to assign us math homework tonight. <laughs> He's no. out of his goddamn mind today. He, he tries caffeine once. He's falling apart on air. All right. We should wrap this thing up. Do we have well, any last, no, we got, we got uh, last questions question. for the day? Yeah. yeah. What are different types of Bitcoin scams and how can they be avoided? I feel like this is a very like poignant. This is like the under. Yeah. This is like the question underlying the whole show. Everything's a scam. Everything. Well, I think I want to classify things into three buckets of scams. The first is the scams that they're going to try to take your Bitcoin away. Like there, there are just legitimate phishing scams like Gemini, for example, uh, just week there were a lot of like texts coming in. I used to have a Gemini account. I haven't used it in years. I started getting a bunch of texts and then Gemini sent an email out like, Hey, like we never will send texts. This, this was a phishing scam. So like there are that are going to take your Bitcoin directly, like the malicious links in your dms etc then there's just like the broader as what you are alluding to the everything scams and this category fits everything from like coins like all you hexakins have bought a scam token and you are the excellent liquidity for all of his fucking louis vuitton purses because i'm afraid if i say dick hart two more times he's gonna just appear dick hart um, same time too, it's also, you know, if you were using FTX and you weren't holding your own Bitcoin and you were just letting your Bitcoin sit there and trusting this exchange to do it for you, you were buying into this scam. So there is a, this secondary scam that everything else outside of Bitcoin and Bitcoin to a degree is a scam. And then the third bucket, which is just like all of the modern financial instruments that we see used and manipulated today they themselves are a scam as well uh, the one that i've been thinking about is the future going forward for bitcoiners we're gonna have outsized wealth compared to the people that we grew up with and around us and that's happened a lot for a lot of people already and then you what you run into is like social engineering scams like people just trying to get close to you to have access to your Bitcoin. Oh, uh, I mean, going as far as like, I think see people getting, you know, I mean, this happens yeah, just friends. like basically gold digger. Yeah. Gold diggers, women coming to steal your Bitcoin. It happens, man. It happens, yeah. All you urge know. that are single right now who think you're going to get a girlfriend when you're rich, <laughs> you're you are the most fucked. Yeah. You're getting cut in half like Bezos. It's, it's for, it's coming for most. You but gotta be, like, you gotta be vigilant out there. There's a reason, there's a reason sailor and, uh, you know, they're well-known billionaires never married. Like they're not, they're not any risks. I mean, to that point though, I mean, if it like refuses to get divorced and just still like funds his ex-wife, like he, him and his ex-wife, him and his wife are technically legally still married, but mm. 
he like in their separation agreement just like her everything she wants etc because it's cheaper than if she actually took him and divorced him and taking half of everything yeah it depends on your state but i would never i guess my advice would be never allow a partner to know how much bitcoin you have and never for god's sakes share access to your stash with them i mean um, look you could you because could then you're i like i had a what does dylan leclerc like to do give them a a, a watch only or a view only Address. oh yeah yeah that's a trainer yeah if they don't know anything about bitcoin it's it's definitely watch only on the old blue not right now no, not right now she just walked in on the old blue wallet but uh <laughs> the joint custody thing's got to be a real problem for people in serious relationships I, it seems really scary to me i've had but friends sure, I, who I'm not stress enough how you need to stop this line of conversation right now okay okay <laughs> well i'm just i've had friends who have uh first and court ordered had to give up half their bitcoin stack but they were a little, you know, a little sharper than the old courts. And they had like this whole Koi stack. Everything else was non-KYC and nobody knew about it. So they ended up being fine. That's a good route. That's a good route. You got to get something for your, you got to have your own self-interest in mind. I don't care who you are. Uh, uh, <laughs> you don't want to get, you don't want to get bamboozled here on the uh, bull soul by some um, up in life lessons. Out yeah. Here. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you should end the stream because I'm about to go. Again. I'm pretty jaded. I mean, everything like I'm about to be punished. For <laughs> dead, so we can end the stream now so that this doesn't like she just took out, out the ruler. So I'm, I'm over guys. Like, I. oh, we'll, God. We'll, yeah. We'll Nobody wants to see that. We got to you off air here. All right. Uh, get with, we'll talk episode, to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back for 25 tomorrow at 10 a.m um I just talk about what else is happening oh we got some noster news to talk about too i'm gonna yeah we'll hit this up tomorrow and talk about that um ow stop. thanks guys thanks for joining us on zap that stream catch you later yes I'm sorry.